Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage ideas on what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher, and today we are going to be talking about the progress of black Americans in the context of education. What's got me thinking is this, asking this question, who is the standard for my human flourishing? And more specifically, who is the standard for my human flourishing in the context of education? In almost all discussions regarding culture, employment, economics, or education, there are the explicit or implied assertions men and women characterized as white in America are the standard. Relationships between ethnic groups within America have been a historically torturous experience, yet those horrible experiences have given way to progress at so many levels. Yet in the examination of progress, the standard for outcomes appears to be based on white progress or human flourishing as expressed among white men and women in America. White human flourishing functions as the arbiter for success in our nation. And as long as a particular ethnic group has not achieved the same outcome as their white counterpart, racism is immediately deemed the cause, is deemed the cause. So what is generally ignored is the substantive progress and celebration of human flourishing within a particular group which is non-white. Hughes in 2019 suggested this, and I quote, a complete conversation about race and racial inequality must involve not just identifying what goes wrong, but also what goes right. For if we fail to learn from the triumphs of our own recent past, we are doomed not to repeat them. Close quote. So I understand wanting to address the problems in our society which are preventing all types of people from achieving his or her particular dream. What we should also work hard at is promoting the successes of so many people. People whose experiences are not representative of the current spirit of the age. Education is a very important aspect of the human experience, particularly for those who are what's considered ADOS or African descendants of slaves whose ancestors were forbidden the opportunity to read or write. We have historical evidence, though, of many slaves who were pursuing reading and writing. But in general, 
in many other states, especially in the South, it was uh, illegal. So even in the midst of educational prohibition, these men and women fought for opportunities to learn. Consider that even during Reconstruction, the number of black persons deemed illiterate was effectively 80%, and within 50 years, that percentage was 23%. That's progress. But what about progress in our higher level institutions? So the data from the U.S. Census Bureau uh, in 2008 annual social and economic supplement reported a 10-year period between 2008 and 2018. So this data is not a longitudinal study, which would which follow particular individuals over a period of time. Uh, rather, the numbers are self-reported by individuals willing to offer information related to uh, the degree that they had obtained. So the U.S. Census Bureau looked at educational attainment beginning with a high school diploma through a terminal degree of the doctorate. So in 2008, 27,184 individuals self-reported some level of educational attainment. Looking at the age group of 18 and older, 9,457 individuals reported as being a high school graduate. The number of 18 and over who reported completion of high school continued to rise over a five-year period, 10,093. So from 2008 to 2013, we can observe an increase of 6.73% of black individuals reporting obtainment of a high school diploma. What did black Americans report in terms of obtainment of higher level degrees such as a bachelor's or a master's or doctorate degrees? So if we start again at our baseline of year 2008 and looking at the same age demographic of 18 and over, the number of self-reported bachelor's degrees were 3,318, seven master's degrees, and four doctorates. Five years later, the number of self-reported bachelor's degrees, master's, and doctorates were 3,857, 1,589, and 201, respectively. All college-level degrees continue to increase according to the last available data year of 2018. So in raw numbers, 539 more Americans reported attainment of a bachelor's degree, 477 more individuals reported attainment of a master's, and 52 more black Americans reported attainment of a doctorate degree. So observing the last available U.S. Census Bureau data, black Americans demonstrated more gains in the attainment of these college-level degrees with a rate of increase of 43% for bachelor's, 72% for master's, and 118% for Doctors. It's pretty beautiful if you think about it. So at all levels of education in the United States, the census data demonstrated significant gains for black American men and women. Black American women who self-reported 18 years and older lead the way in overall educational attainment from 
2008 through 2018. So this says two things, right? That women, and more specifically black women, are leading the way in regards to educational attainment. So while the gap between men and women possessing a high school diploma is closer, we can also observe women generally move towards finishing a bachelor degree at a higher rate than men. What should be highlighted and celebrated is the continual increase of black men obtaining degrees at all levels of education, as well as celebrating the number of black women who are obtaining college level and higher degrees. You see, perception is an important consideration of the human experience. How an individual perceives him or herself can influence thoughts, beliefs, actions. As individuals coalesce around a particular set of beliefs and attitudes or other common affinities, perception of another group is a reality. Societal perceptions and individual perceptions play a significant part in human flourishing. So it gets me to thinking, you know, how society perceives the progress of black men and women in education can have an impact on the type of approaches regarding educational assistance. Now, one of my favorite writers, thinkers, is an economist, Thomas Sowell, and he wrote 1970. Now, it's 1970. He commented in a New York Times article titled, A Black Professor Says, close quote, the number of black students achieving better than average on standardized tests and those in college has been extraordinary. Seoul further observed there were approaches and programs in place at educational institutions, scholarship committees, and the other funding sources which preferred to discriminate against qualified black students in need of assistance choosing instead less qualified applicants. So we've got black students who are qualified to go into these ex educational institutions who are looking for financial assistance and they are being passed over for less qualified students. Now what could possibly be the outcomes for those less qualified students getting into these uh, institutions that they're not qualified to get into, but they are getting uh, the financial resources to attend these institutions. Uh, so Seoul identifies a potential reason for such approaches included satisfaction of personal desires, so people want to help satisfy a personal need. There, Some people or groups are trying to address some guilt, and so they want to help these less qualified black students, or they're seeking to satisfy uh, protesting voices from particular black advocates, right? And so on one dimension, there's a, a personal desire. On another dimension, seeking to respond to some form of guilt that they are harboring. And in some cases, they want to answer protesting voices. So 50 years later, as long as society continues to perceive Black Americans as struggling to achieve academic standards as the norm, then unhelpful approaches will persist. 
increasing difficulty for qualified students and placing non-qualified students in positions which could actually lead to their failure. So changes in social perception, you know, it necessitates communicating progress over time concerning individual or groups of people within a particular human experience. So it only makes sense as long as our society is educated to only hear of stats and stories which highlight those who have not succeeded as being the norm. Those who consider themselves black Americans will be viewed as intellectually lacking and academically challenged. But the stats reveal something different. Men and women perceive of being in need of policies and do good actions which can actually produce less than helpful solutions in the long term. So the 60s were a critical moment, you know, of asserting self-perception among black Americans. So you hear the, the rallying cry of Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Stokely Carmichael and others to declare, I am a man. I can see that on signs and street protests. I am a man in bold letters. Martin Luther King standing up in one of his uh, speeches saying that I am a man. This statement and many more were significant in the announcement of human dignity and human agency as it related to black Americans. Black Americans are highly educated in a formal setting. Gaining education in a formal setting implies developing logic skills, exposure to different ideas and philosophies, and exposure to new relationships to leverage social influence. Now, this is not to say that those who don't go to higher level institutions are not exposed to logic skills and different ideas and philosophies and new relationships. But from the vantage point of colleges and universities, where uh, diverse groups of people are coming together, that exposure in terms of ideas, philosophies, different social influences, and to be able to exercise your logic skills, you know, it's to a higher degree. The black male in America is an educated individual who has the intellectual capacity to achieve educational goals. This challenges the media-driven narrative, the black man's norm. His normal state is a prison environment, mental impotence, or diminished intelligence. You know, the great Olympian Wilma Rudolph, she, she stated this, and I quote, Never underestimate the power of dreams and influence of the human spirit. The potential for greatness lives within each of us, close quote. As more and more men and women who identify as black Americans assert this claim, the narrative will be changed and every member of society will rejoice in the progress and contributions each individual is pursuing his or her particular vision of human flourishing. Thank you for joining us of the Humanity Matters podcast. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. Like us on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Remember to be loved, 
Be kind. Be generous. And if we remember to live.